folks, this is Dr. Gersmar from Aspire Natural Health. This is one of our shorts where I answer a question, concern, or topic to help you take better control of your health. Let's get on with the show. Hey folks, it's Dr. Gersmar from Aspire Natural Health. And in this quick video, I want to share with you how you can tell the difference between die-off and a bad reaction to herbs or antibiotics. Now we need to start by talking about die-off. And if you haven't seen them, I have talked about die-off in the past and ways to help deal with it when you have it. So please go back and take a look at those. They're worth your time. All right, as a quick reminder, die-off, also called Herxheimer reactions or Jerish Herxheimer reactions after the two doctors, Dr. Jerish and Dr. Herxheimer, who first described them, happen when we begin killing off large amounts of bacteria, viruses, parasites, or all of the above. Now, if we've had a chronic infection or a dysbiosis for a while, the immune system has come to a kind of uneasy truce about that. And when we start changing things by putting in antibiotics or herbs to kill off this load of bad stuff or bugs as we like to call them, the immune system can get hit by a wave of debris from these bugs and that can stimulate an inflammatory reaction. That is die-off. Now there's a spectrum of die-off. For some people, die-off is non-existent. They're wondering, what is this that everybody's talking about? For others, it's very mild. And for some people, it can be very severe. So here's what typically happens. Your practitioner has done some testing showing you have a load of bugs or bad stuff that we don't want to be there, and they prescribe you a therapy to kill off that stuff. Now, there are a lot of ways to do it, ranging from diet changes to herbs to prescription drugs, and one is not necessarily better than the other. Some situations can be fixed or improved with simple diet changes, while others will absolutely need herbal medicines, and still others really need a prescription drug if we're going to do the job properly, okay? That's why having a good practitioner on your side is so vital so that you don't waste your time with therapies that aren't going to be effective for you. Now, a really important piece here before you begin any therapy is to recognize if you're sensitive or not. At Aspire Natural Health, we work with a lot of sensitive people who have large, big reactions to small amounts of stuff and who have to begin slowly when they begin therapies. Now, most people who are sensitive know it, but if you're not sure, you can just think about other substances that you may put in your body. How do you respond to things like caffeine, Tylenol or Advil, uh, alcohol? If you know you're especially sensitive and you end up having to take like half the normal dose of things, or some people will say they take the children's dose, then it's important that when you begin any therapy aimed at killing off excess bacteria, viruses, or parasites, you're going to need to go low and slow in your approach. And please, please be sure to tell the practitioner that you're working with about your sensitivity. Over the years, we've had a few people who've had some really tough experiences when they forgot to tell us how sensitive they were, and we ended up blasting them with a dose that was just too strong for them. Last thing, if you're with a practitioner and you're telling them that you're sensitive and they don't adjust their treatments for you, leave, all right? Go find another practitioner. That is a bad practitioner. I've seen many examples over this uh, about this issue over the years, and it is maddening. 
okay? There are other providers out there who will listen to you and who will adjust their therapies so that they can work correctly and properly for you. Okay, so you've begun doing this therapy that your practitioner has recommended. And again, here everyone's response is going to be different. But for a decent number of people, within a day or two, they begin to notice some symptoms. And the most common symptoms of die-off are things like bloating, diarrhea, less commonly constipation can be an issue, headaches, brain fog, tiredness, and, and rashes. People can also have worsening of specific symptoms that they're dealing with. So for example, someone who has rheumatoid arthritis and pain in their joints, they can see that pain flare up with die-off. Now, most reactions are going to last between one, between one and seven days, with two to three days being the most common length. Anything that's very severe in symptoms or lasts more than about 10 days needs to be brought up as it might be something more than just die-off. So, we use these guidelines to get a sense if what we're seeing is die-off or we're dealing with something else. Let me give you an example. So Trong, not his real name, came to us with a whole host of digestive issues. Testing showed a SIBO and large intestinal dysbiosis, and Trong told us that he was very sensitive to supplements and medications. So we began very slowly with a very small dose of antimicrobial herbs. Within a couple days of starting the herbs, Trong was feeling terrible. He had a rash, digestive upset, and a migraine. We urged him to gently push on, and after a couple of days, the symptoms began to disappear, and he began to feel better than he had in a long, long time. This is an example of die-off, right? An initial, relatively brief period of increased inflammation and flare of symptoms followed by an overall improvement. All right, but what if it's not die-off? What else could be going on? So let's use another example of a person that we worked with. Melinda, also not her real name, had Crohn's disease, and testing revealed extensive large intestinal dysbiosis. Melinda told us she had no sensitivities that she knew of, no especial, uh, you know, sensitivity overall. But we did begin with a lower dose of a liquid herbal preparation and asked her to work that dose up. She did well until she hit a moderate dose when she found that she was getting a lot of digestive upset. And over a period of about six weeks, we adjust, adjusted her dose up and down, looking for that right dose for her. And we found that she could never raise her dose over that kind of moderate level without getting continuous symptoms that never seemed to improve. Now, suspecting that what we were looking at was a sensitivity to the formula we were using, we switched her to a different formula and found that she could tolerate much higher doses without any issues whatsoever. So does that help clarify the difference between die-off and a sensitivity to whatever therapy you're using? Die-off typically builds up over a day or two, peaks, and rarely lasts more than five to seven days. Then as you clear that current load of bugs, you'll be able to take that dose without having further issues. If you raise the dose, you may begin having some die off again, but it will tend to, it, it's going to continue to follow that same pattern. 
Now, if you're having sensitivity to the therapy that you're using, the symptoms remain continuous, lasting for as long as you continue taking the therapy and you find that you never have an adjustment to it. All right, so there you have it. Are you having die-off or a sensitivity to whatever you're taking or doing? Should you continue taking it and push through or do you really need to switch to something else? One way to tell is by the character of your reaction. Most die-off reactions are going to last between one and seven days, with two to three days being the most common length. And they feature an adjustment period where you should be able to tolerate that dose without further die-off symptoms. That is, unless you stop taking it for a while and the, and the bugs regrow back again, then you may have the same experience. All right? Hope that clarifies things for you. And if you didn't know, I've created a number of free reports with some of our best information inside to help with a number of digestive and autoimmune issues. They're all available for free on our website. And listen, we know how hard it can be to find the right doctor and whether the integrative doctor you find is really the right choice for you or you know, are you just gonna spend a bunch of money and end up not any better than when you started. So we've put together a quick guide to finding the right integrative doctor for you with the questions you should be asking to make sure that whoever you're working with is going to help you get the results that you want. All you need to do is fill out the short form below. Just click the button and fill out the short form below and we will happily send that to you for free. So please click down below. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating digestive issues and autoimmune diseases. If that's you or a loved one, we would love to connect. We offer a no obligation, no pressure chat to see if we can help you and if we're the right fit to work together. If we are, we'll move forward. And if we're not, that is okay. We will do our best to connect you with the person who can best help you. You have absolutely nothing to lose. So please call us now at 425 202 or email us at info at aspirenaturalhealth.com. All right, folks, until next time, take care. Well, that's it for us today. We're here to help. If you found this helpful, can you think of one person who also might find this useful and share it with them by either clicking the share button or sending them the link to the show? At Aspire Natural Health, we're experts at treating digestive issues and autoimmune diseases. If that's you, we'd love to connect with you. Let's chat. We guarantee a no-obligation, no-pressure discussion to find out if we're the right fit for one another. If we are, we'll move forward. And if we're not, we'll do our best to connect you with someone else who can better serve you. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so get in touch with us at 425-202-7849 or by emailing us at info at aspirenaturalhealth.com. Until next time, folks, take care.